Hi, this is Lori Handlers, and you have just tuned in to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I am thrilled to be here with you, and I wish you Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Peace, peace, peace. Well, today I'm, we're going to be talking about pain, conscious pain, sensation, the sensation of pain. What the hell is this? People these days get tattoos, they get piercings all over their bodies. There are so-called dungeons in every major city where people can get chained, tied up, blindfolded, flogged, to mention a few things, and others get to watch. There's a club in New York City called Paddles where people get spanked while other people watch. And the newest fed amongst fetishists, is something even more wild, at least wild to me, called suspension. This is where people actually put hooks into their bodies and get suspended, like hooks actually go into their skin. Anyway, um, so why all this? What are people trying to feel? You know, can they feel at all? My sense is that people are seeking sensation in this world because they're numbed out. There's either too much stimulation, there's too much internet, there's too much pain from their families, from their relationships, from whatever. People are trying to feel something. That's my hunch about this. And my guest this show is somebody who knows a little something about this. She knows something about consciousness and pain. She claims to know about sensation as possibly even a transformational spiritual path. So that's why I have her on because a lot of this, especially the suspension thing, is a tremendous puzzle to me. But also she's a wonderful doctor teacher and a good friend of mine. Barbara Corellis is the author of Urban Tantra, Sacred Sex for the 21st Century and Luxurious Loving, Tantric Inspirations for Passion and Pleasure. Barbara delights in blurring the lines between sacred and profane, enlightened and perverted, pleasure and pain. Barbara's pioneering urban tantra workshops were named best in New York City by Time Out New York magazine. Barbara has recently debuted the Urban Tantra Professional Training Program, which next she'll be training in San Francisco, Sweden, and Australia. She's currently writing a new book about how to transform sexual fears inhibitions, and limitations into infinite sexual and spiritual possibilities. Doesn't that sound great? I want that. Barbara, I love it. Tell me about this stuff, the things that I that I just talked about. What's going on here? I love it. What a fabulous topic, Lori. Thank you. <laughs> oh, where to start? Um, where would you like to start first? The warm-up, or do you want to go straight to the hook suspension? <laughs> I want to, well, you know, I don't want to leave people hanging. <laughs> oh. You know, people, we have to deal with that, because when I first heard about that, I mean, we have a lot to cover, you and I, and when I first heard about this hooked thing, people hanging on, with their hooks in their backs or under their arms, or I don't know where, I don't have the guts to go look at one of this, one of these okay. things. So let's, let's tell let's us start. about that. Why are people doing this? Let me start with, with um, first of all, I think you could, you, can, you could very well be right on it. 
Um, some people may be trying it because they have reached a place of numbness and it takes something extreme to crack the armor. Those of us who live in big cities can be particularly pro- uh, prone to needing our armor cracked by something more than an ostrich feather after a hard day of life in the big city. Um, uh, that being said, because this is the Tantra Cafe, I want to very quickly tell you how many, many years ago I first got to understand that conscious, energetic, sexual, sensual connection could be the same as conscious pain endorphin connection. Quick story. Oh. I it Wait, was having this to do with great. Me this is a great connection. This right on, right on topic, because my friend Raylan Galena, who is a piercer from Oakland, California, was going to demonstrate play piercings. Play piercings are needles like little hypodermic needles, nothing dramatic, not hooks, placed under the skin temporarily for purposes of raising endorphins. At that time, which is around 1990, I had no interest in such play. But I figured a demonstration was safe. I could go and observe. Yes. I watched Ray Lynn pierce a circle of needles around one woman's chest, around from, like, top of breastbone, around the side of the breasts, around the other side of the other breast and back. Circle. Mm. Uh, probably a good 24 needles, I would say, maybe 30. Then she she did, like, a, a dream catcher, a mandala pattern with elastic thread amongst all the needles. So you now have this dream catcher pattern. Then she tied an elastic thread in the middle of all those, of that mandala, that dream catcher, and pulled, which meant she was pulling on all 24, 30, whatever needles at once. And I saw the woman go into absolute endorphin bliss. Bliss. She was, she was somewhere else. Wow. Raylin did the same thing to a woman sitting opposite this other woman, the first woman. And then she tied the two of them together. And as this, so they're facing each other, eye gazing, tied together with needles and elastic thread. And I saw what I knew as the SM needle and thread physicalization of the tantric heart mudra. What I did with energy, hand on heart, eye gazing, going in deeply into a trance with a beloved was exactly what they were doing with needles and thread. Barbara, this is ama- this is I can picture it from what right. you're saying. And it sounds amazing and thrilling and that and even more so tantric. It sounds like <gasps> wow. So now let's go there with hook suspension to answer that question that everybody's going I wish she'd answer Lori's question because what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> uh, most people that I know, and I'll qualify it with that, who do hook suspensions are looking, well, many people do it for many, many, many different reasons. One reason can be to go to a place that is somewhere between, if you will, heaven and earth, where you can, it feels actually a bit like you're sort of flying between the worlds. And often in that suspended place, you can feel your spirit soar free. Some people soar deep into themselves. Some people soar 
to some place that feels outside of themselves into all that is. Everybody's experience is different, as is everybody's reason for doing it. But most people do not approach hook suspension just because it's a big thrill, although it may be. It has a spiritual component, like the, the Native Americans do the sun dance. Yeah, I've heard Indigenous of that too, and that, that equally, the world that equally have, scared me. I, I must just be a chicken or something. I mean, no, that, no, no, no. It's not for everyone. You can do suspension if you want to float between the worlds with rope. You don't need to. Suspension does not necessarily mean hooks. You can just get suspended with beautiful rope bondage and float in the air and you will you will most probably experience quite quite an intense altered state of consciousness mm, i was going to ask you if it was possible to do this on something like a swing a trapeze a hammock I would, <laughs> yes it is i would recommend rope suspension which um it doesn't rope suspension can be done in an ordeal kind of way where it can get physically painful but it doesn't have to you can just be suspended in the air in this wonderful rope woven beautiful web speaking of tantra wow. Wow. and just float between the worlds it's very very trippy and it doesn't require hooks <laughs> well thank you for saying that because really i i mean i'm i'm now here in phoenix as you know you're in new york and i know yep. there are suspension parties in phoenix which i consider to be arizona a pretty conservative state but it turns out everything is here and um <laughs> everything they have in new york is here just in smaller quantity and I know of suspension parties in New York and different scenes with it, and I think, I, I, I don't know. I mean, do people... If you hear, though, if I'm, the listener hears the word suspension party, don't assume it's a hook through your flesh. Assume it might be um, a rope suspension, in which case, if that interests you, I mean, go, check and see which one it is I first, will, is all I will, I'm saying. I promise, by the next time you see me, I will have checked. <laughs> the other thing that I think is interesting that people may want to know about, because again, I approach all my um, all my intense sensation play, which is what I call it, because sometimes I don't know what's pain and what's bliss, so I call it to intense sensation. Um, I like it. Uh, one of the rituals I do with with a friend is is a hook pull, which is again based in Native American tradition, where two hooks are pierced um, in the chest. And the person then ties themselves to a tree mm -hmm. and pulls to the extent they want to or don't want to, as hard or as lightly as they may wish. They might just sit on the ground, connected with hook and rope to a tree. When mm -hmm. a number of people do this around a particular tree, like 6, 8, 12, I have had the experience, I, I am a piercer and I also love to drum for those rituals, I've had the experience of Think well. What I believe, what I experienced, was this amazing amount of energy running up the trees and raining down in form of some, raining down from the trees at, in some sort of like bliss raindrop. That's what it felt like. It felt like invisible rain, rainbow raindrops of bliss were coming off those trees, as though we were all being blessed by some incredible nature spirit. Well, it's amazing. You know, I've heard, I just have to tell you, I have heard of these type of things 
in the Native tradition. I don't know if it's only Native American. It could be Native cultures everywhere. I mean, there's exactly. all kinds of painting, body painting, and different sweat lodges and different things that Native cultures have come up with. I've heard of the Lakota. I mean, that to me was that that's where most of the people I know go to Sundance, and they do pierce their arms and. I don't know what they tie themselves up to. I, I think I saw a documentary on it once. So I'm getting the feel for what you're talking about, and I see you're taking it to a different realm. Like you're moving, you even moved what I consider to be somewhat bizarre, you know, in my in 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 fetishry or whatever. You've now moved it, if that's a word. You've now moved it to a whole conscious path of, Communing with nature, going in, going to spirit, you know, going to uh, g- going to a consciousness place that, you know, I don't know if most people getting tattoos necessarily are feeling that. I think they're just putting art on their body. I, I don't know. Well, you know, here's this is that's a good. You raise a good point. You can turn getting a tattoo into a spiritual experience, or getting a piercing into a spiritual experience. I write about it, in fact, in my book, Urban Tantra. We won't go into those stories now. But I will say for those people who want to try it, first of all, you need to find you don't want to go to a tattoo parlor or a piercing parlor um, that is noisy, got a lot of people working, a lot of conversation, heavy metal music playing, for example. Right. Uh, right. You want right. to go That's to somebody who is, holding a, is, is able and willing to hold a quiet space. Um, hold your intentions with you. You might want to go, um, many people who go get a tattoo or a piercing have an intention. They're getting this art placed on their body because it's in memory of something or in recognition of something or it's marking a passage. So the intention is already there. Yeah. If people learn to do conscious breathing and go into a less verbal place but rather a more meditative place, with a lot of breathing, you can take yourself into a delicious altered state. And magical things can happen even in the co-creation of the art with the tattoo artist. Yes, uh, I, I had a, I, Yeah, I had a... Uh, I asked uh, my favorite tattoo artist, who's great at holding witch, witchy ritual space, uh, to do a white snake on my arm. And in the course of casting our intention and just dropping into the energy together with some breath and some connection, it wound up being a particular kind of snake. It wound up being a two-headed snake. It wound up being representative of the way I run and choose to run and want to run erotic energy. It turned into something much bigger and much more meaningful. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, this is just shedding a lot of light. I want to just say something. If you just tuned in, my guest today is Barbara Corellis. She's the author of Urban Tantra, Sacred Sex for the 21st Century. And she's a friend of mine. She's a Tantra teacher based in New York City, although she's going to be traveling to San Francisco, Sweden, and Australia with her new course, Urban Tantra Professional Training Program. And we're going to take a short break right here, and we'll be right back. Please stay tuned. If you're wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness, try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. 
This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself and possibly even make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with a tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown fresh in every moment of every day. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 in ebook. You can get it by going to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy. That's sexandhappiness.com by me, Laurie Handlers. Okay, we're back and you are listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host, and my guest today is Barbara Corrales, who is telling us how certain infliction of pain, like body piercing or suspension, is actually a way that people can tune into their consciousness, that they can transform certain pain energies into high meditation forms. And that's really what we're talking about. So, Barbara, you know, I just I want to go back to the, the heart, those two women that were tied together with these needles and these elastic. I mean, it's not doesn't sound any different from acupuncture. When you describe I mean, of course it does. It sounds like beautiful Tantra mudra of exchange of energy between two beloveds and when you describe the, the the piercer putting the pins into the people, it sounded to me like my last acupuncture treatment. It's a wee bit more intense than that because they're they're being of the way they're being put in. But you know, you can place a needle in someone to create a lot of pain or to not create very much pain. The mm. endorphins will rise either way. Then it really just comes down to personal taste, <laughs> and some yeah. people like a lot of sensation. What I do in my workshops, mm-hmm. I do do a workshop called the Tao of Pain mm-hmm. so that people can uh, experience intense sensation in a conscious manner and, and learn how to both receive it and ask for it appropriately. Is I put people in pairs like we would in any Tantra class, Tantra workshop, mm-hmm. sure. and the receiver gets asks the giver to Please give them a sensation. Now, that sensation could be a spank or a slap or uh, a pinch or a bite, whatever they want and wherever they want. And then the giver, um, because everything is consensual when we play with things like intense sensation, everything is consensual, agreed to in advance, complete with, you know, safe words, words we say when we want somebody to stop that isn't no because that can get confusing. Right, um, no, it's the most confusing word in the English language. English language. <laughs> so we tend to use safe words. Uh, the most popular one or common one is usually the traffic light, which is red for stop everything right now, yellow for I'm getting close to my edge, and green for more, please, more, more, more. Uh, anyway, the giver, of course, gets to consent, like, if the giver doesn't want to bite somebody, they can say, well, you know, I'm not really into that, but what else might you like? When they agree on a sensation that can be both received and given both by, both, by within the pair, the giver gives the receiver the sensation they asked for and then stops. And the receiver, breathing, takes it in 
completely. So often when we get a first initial piece of pain or intense sensation, the, the initial reaction may be to tense up, but if the sensation then stops and we're allowed to play with it in the after place, in the afterglow of it, Mm. It can travel all over your body and turn into something that feels quite wonderful as the endorphins kick in. Yeah, so I, then, it's, then I see what you mean. I mean, it's like no pain, no gain in athletics. I mean, you know, muscle-built jocks and people in the gyms who are working out and building their muscles, they're, they go to the point of muscle exhaustion and sometimes pain. And athletes do it all the time, so it's... And they like it because they keep doing it. Yeah, and the endorphins is what they're doing this for. So <laughs> exactly. So you know, I have to I have to admit that I uh, I had a boyfriend who one of the reasons he he left me was because I didn't like when he, I was in the kitchen and he came in and like spanked me hard. I mean, you know, when I was surprised and whatever, I would go, "Ow!" You know, he yeah. would say, what's wrong with you? This is like sex play. And I'd be like, no, it's not. I'm doing the dishes. No, it's not because it's not con- It's At this moment, this is not consensual. And it's yeah. not a sensation I like when I'm doing the dishes. Yeah, it, it, it just pissed me off. And, and I he, think it would it, me too. <laughs> yeah, and so I just, I like this thing you're talking about in this workshop where people are allowed to actually absorb and breathe with the sensation and take it in and and then choose what's next. Yeah, more, less, nothing, something different, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, and, and it really gets people to look at it's all it's a, it's a it's a great place for expanding your um ability to receive sensation. It's also a great place to figuring out where your boundaries are and how to communicate them. You know, Something just came to me like this amazing aha as you as you just said that there's so many people who who dish emotional pain. There's so many people who live in the in the arena of drama and emotional pain and causing pain to their loved ones that can't be dealt with so straight. That and then there's the whole concept of makeup sex, like after they have this huge fight and they've caused so much terrible pain to each other and somebody's cheated and then all this drama. Then they have this makeup sex, which is supposed to be great sex. And what you're talking about is like straightforward, deal with it straight, and don't cause anybody this crazy heartache and stuff. Just say like, hey, you want a spank? <laughs> well, and there's a way to deal with with the the emotional pain that you, issue that you just talked about. We can take on conscious emotional pain in role play. Like, I'm going to be a rape victim, and you're going to rape me, and these are the parameters, and these are the boundaries, and these are the rules, and this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, I know people who who have had traumatic experiences, childhoods, backgrounds, whatever, who choose to play with archetypes of what hurt them. And when asked, why do you need to do it? I don't know. I just do. And it somehow alleviates that pain. I know some people that I've met uh, at conferences who are in intense pain from things like fibromyalgia or spinal cord injuries or something horrible. And they're wearing pain, uh, you know, the, the, um, the permanent pain medication that is like taped to them 
the right. I can't think of something. the name of it right now. Forgive me. I don't know, what, you it know what I mean. Some they're, drug. They're on some a drug, constant, not morphine, but something a little less. Yeah, a constant pain med. And wow. some claim that it's only in the dungeon when conscious pain is being applied that they are truly free from the pain they normally suffer. So there's a homeopathic aspect here. But what we're talking about in all these situations is the concept of conscious. We are not, there are people who play in dungeons, certainly, just as there are people who have sex unconsciously. Not all BDSM is conscious BDSM. Not all sex is Tantra. We know this. There are people out there playing um, just to get through the numbness. Yeah. See, that was, when I thought about all this stuff, that was my take on it. I couldn't imagine. And as I learn more, and as I have people like you in my life, I just go, wow, there's a whole side to things that I never considered. That makes so much sense. So much sense. So it's the level of consciousness that you're picking up on. And by the way, we're all allowed to have personal preferences. Like, you don't want to be spanked, you don't need to be spanked, you know, you you don't get brownie points on some uh, spiritual growth meter because <laughs> you decide to do something that you really don't like to do, no, 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 hey, no, I'm no. not saying I don't like it, I just don't like it when I'm being taken by surprise and I'm standing in the kitchen and I'm busy and whatever, I'm no. like, wait a minute, this is not one of my turn-ons, Right. It, it, it might be. A, it might very well be a turn on in another circumstance, and I might ask for it. But like, please, you know, exactly. Don't just jump on me like, uh, like, you know, whatever. But nobody needs to think that they are somehow lacking in 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 um, spiritual or sexual awareness because they aren't interested in pain or power exchange or anything. Any kink or, you know, there isn't a hierarchy of cool here. There is just need and preference and um, values around this stuff. And people who do do have an interest in playing with some of the pain sensation that goes beyond a simple spank or slap or a bite might uh, want to be very careful with who they're playing with. you really want to make sure that if you want to be flogged with a whip by somebody that they know what they're doing. This isn't the first time they've picked up that toy. That's just common sense. Common sense. Yeah, I I could see how that could become dangerous. I mean, people could just start experimenting with things and get really hurt. You know, and that people want to explore conscious BDSM. I really recommend. You can certainly start with my book, Urban Tantra, but to go straight to the heart of uh, of it. Um, two wonderful little books, The Topping Book and The Bottoming Book, both by Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy, are incredibly good places to start. They also ha- have a deep awareness of the spiritual aspects of play, uh, but The Topping Book and The Bottoming Book will int- int- introduce you to how to get into this world in a safe manner, a safe and pleasurable manner. Very, very good. Thank you so much for saying that. It's so, so important. It's very important for my listeners, I could tell you. So uh, we're going to take a pause for a moment here. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment, having mostly to do with Tantra, by the way. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host, and my guest today is my dear friend, Barbara Corellis. 
You can find out more about her by going to www.urbantantra.org. And we're going to be right back. Barbara's going to tell us something about fire ceremonies because there's other aspects here. There's so much to cover in this topic that we can go on for days. But when we come back from this break, we're going to hear about some, some very interesting fire ceremonies. If you're listening to Tantra Cafe, congratulations. You've reached a higher plane of consciousness in caring for yourself and caring for your significant other. Tantra can help with physical and emotional bonding to nurture your relationship. And there's another level of care that you should be considering as well. It's your family's financial well-being. I rely on DeLone Financial Services to guide me on this journey. And Jeff DeLone is my friend. He and I have worked together for years. He even helps care for my father's finances. For information about your family's financial planning, contact Jeff DeLone at 610-356-1253. That's 610-356-1253. Or you can email Jeff at jdelone at delonefinancialgroup.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Jeff DeLone is a registered representative with FSC Securities Corporation. DeLone Financial Group is not. Hi, this is Lori Handlers, and if you've just tuned in, this is Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. And my guest today is Barbara Corrales. Barbara is the author of Urban Tantra, Sacred Sex for the 21st Century, and she also has authored Luxurious Living. Tantric Inspirations for Passion and Pleasure. Barbara is an amazing person, and she is telling us today about sensation. Sensation as a matter of spiritual path, raising consciousness, transformation. So, Barbara, I heard, I was recently at a meeting where a student of mine went to, to a, a gathering that you were presenting at, the Dark Odyssey gathering, and she partook in some kind of a ritual where people were on fire and jumped into the pool. Now, that's, I mean, she told a lot more about it, but I want to hear it from you. Since you're the creator of this ritual, what is this? Well, I want to give credit where it's due. I am not the creator, but I I, I, I co-created and co-facilitate this ritual called Night in Flames with my dear friend and, and amazing, uh, amazing teacher, Phoenix Benner. Uh, she is also uh, the wonderful being with whom uh, I uh, co-facilitate or assist her in facilitating the hook pull at Dark Odyssey. So Dark uh-huh. Odyssey summer camp happens outdoors. Let's start there. Uh, <laughs> because when you're playing with fire, uh, obviously you're playing with fire. Uh, fire has always been one of my favorite elements. The I, love, that- I just have to tell you, I love fire. I'm a t- double fire sign. I fire everywhere, and so I'm, this really oh. fascinates me. Just this one really got me when this, you said it, and I couldn't wait to talk to you. All right, let me start with with a, a little before the the swimming pool, the uh, night in flames, uh, to tell tell uh, listeners a little bit about how fire play can look. Um, fire play is a, a staple in uh, a long time staple in the BDSM community. When I first experienced fire, 
it was with a wonderful man who I was going through a lot of grief. My uh, teaching partner was dying of a brain tumor, and I needed a, a incredible. I needed an intense healing ritual. I knew he was a fire play artist, but I said, I don't know. I, I think my limit is fire. I don't think I can go there. And he said, Great. But after we got along into a ritual that involved other things. He said, are you sure you wouldn't like to try a little fire? And I had previously said that I don't play with fear and I don't play with pain when it comes to fire. I was not interested in going to those places. Some people like it. I don't. And he he started running flame over my body, and I went into bliss. It burned the crap away. It, you know, it's like, it, it was like, it, it was like, if I could do fire, I could do anything. It was like becoming the flame. And what we do, I do it quite tantrically, is I can put a little light coat of alcohol on your body and light it on fire. And the alcohol will burn, not you. You will feel warm. And you will look down and you will think you're on fire because technically, you know, you are in a manner of speaking. <laughs> yeah, and technically you are on fire. I understand. But the alcohol is what's burning off the surface. But it's the alcohol that's burning, not you. I have done numerous sex magic rituals with this premise. But the night in flames, because that's the question you asked, takes this to a whole nother level. You um, tie your hair back and stand at the edge of a swimming pool. Phoenix and I pour alcohol on you. This is rubbing alcohol. Uh, yeah. don't, do not try this at home. We really have are very practiced at this, and there's a lot of safety things in play. We We... we douse you in alcohol, basically, and light you on fire and uh, from the feet up. And as the flames move up, you jump into the swimming pool. So you have the experience of being on fire, but yet safely because within seconds, long before the alcohol can burn away and get to your skin, you are in water. But it is an incredibly trippy thing to do, both from a headspace place and from a physical place, night in flames, and it looks well, so beautiful. Well, it sounds amazing. I mean, it just sounds, I, I had never heard of it before. This person talked about This person that basically who told me about it said that she so tranced out that she didn't really even experience, you know, the sensation of it or the fear of it, and someone pushed her into the pool because. It, it's true. Um, it, it's true. We, we have that happen especially in Dark Odyssey, which does hold a spiritual place around everything we do, pretty much. Right. And so people often do trance out, and we do have to push them. They yeah. just stand there transfixed with the fact that flame, that they're encased in, in flame for a moment, and we, we push them. That's what we're there for. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Well, It's a it's very, just, I... very, very extreme ritual. Do not try this at home. The, we have, how we do it is um, Phoenix, she, she's the one that taught me. Um, it, it, we have countless safety measures in place, most of them having to do purely with the technique of how we do it is is what makes it profound and pleasurable and transformative instead of just freaking crazy and right. dangerous. Right. Well, tell you you mentioned when we when we so it's really important that people who are listening understand that they would not. Try this at home. You've said it twice. I've said it once now. There it is. Don't I offer fireplay classes. Go to my calendar at 
urbantantra.org. You will see where I am doing classes. If you don't see the class that you want, email me. I will teach you how to do this safely, but just do not wing into playing with fire. It's really a bad idea. But how did they get, how do they write you? Barbara at urbantantra.org. Barbara at urbantantra.org or info at urbantantra.org. Okay, great. Thanks. I love teaching fire play. Happy to do it. Um, and there may be someone near you who knows how to do it safely. Please, just be sensible. Sure. But I do love lighting people on fire and people like being lit on fire. My yeah, I bet you do, with literally and figuratively. I know you and I know me and I know I do, so wow. You know, I'll light you on fire, Lori. We just have to know when we're in the same city. You know? I, can't, I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I do it with the intention of inducing trance because I think the path of fire in particular for me, not that the others that we've talked about in this hour aren't, I am, I, I am I'm very devoted to a shamanic path. And I think that fire facilitates a shamanic journey incredibly well. Um, I start by just just with a hot hand. I just light my hand on fire and put it out on the body. It's like getting a massage with hot stones, that hot mm-hmm. stone massage. Yes. And then we gently introduce a bit more flame, a bit more flame, a bit more flame. Um, sometimes we work with magic symbols. I did an incredibly powerful ritual with a friend uh, with an incredibly powerful symbol, which I painted on her body and then lit on flame. Uh, and we did this repeatedly at different parts of her body to empower a change she was going through with quite magical results. It's um, an incredibly powerful uh, shamanic path. It's quite simple but intensely profound, as, as are many of these. It, it really kind of is just what is your element. As, as you are, Laurie, I'm very drawn to to fire right. and also to water. Uh, other The... the People who, um, I would say the people who like hook pulls with trees intensely would, um, obviously are appreciating their connection with the earth. Right. Uh, I like ball dancing, which is having, um, uh, fruit or decorations or bells pierced onto you and then you dance the endorphins up. That to me feels like always meeting the wind for some reason. Mm. So, I, you know, Playing with, or with the four or five elements, depending on your tradition, is um, a wonderful way to work with these conscious, intense sensation kinds of I, things. I, you know, this is, again, this is bringing up something, and, I, and then there's something else I want to ask, so I'm just saying that. You know, people have been being baptized and their heads have been pushed underwater for however many years Christian religion's been around, and I don't know where Christianity got baptism from. I don't really know whose ritual that was of putting people underwater or putting little babies dressed in white dresses underwater. I mean, obviously there's a water ritual there that people aren't necessarily calling shamanic, and somebody listening to what we're talking about might say, these people are crazy. They're putting needles and pins in their body and they're putting tattoos on and they're suspending from ropes. And yet, how sane is it to dunk people underwater massive times and, you know, and then they also use that as a torture for witches, you know, to, that was a flogging, a type of flogging to push people underwater many, many times. So, I, I imagine What's that. What's the difference between torture 
and transcend, transcended state intention. Say that again, will you? What's the difference between torture and transcendent state? Uh, intention. Right. I think it's intention. I mean, people, a lot of women who, who, who relate very strongly on some ancestral level, some, with being burned at the stake, find the night in flames ritual, um, a taking back of that power, a, re, a, a reversal of that in, uh, ancestral crime. You know, Some I had a dream. I've had many dreams of being burned at the stake. I, I can't me believe. Too. I have never. I in my wildest dreams, I never thought I would be connecting like I'm connecting to everything you're saying. I'm just oh, yes, being burned at the stake. Oh, you must. I think that fire. I think everything we talked about is an ancestral urge. I mean, numbed out is certainly the reason why some people might do these things. Absolutely, but I right. think for others. It's an ancestral urge to connect with nature, with all that is, with our past primal natures, to get more real. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that when you speak about it, it's so enrolling. There's so much possibility in it. Barbara, you're, you're a genius. You're, oh, you're a genius at this. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've just had a little experience, and I, I, I just, it's my job, it's my mission, it's my goal, it's my passion, it's mm. my responsibility to try to break down the walls, to try to give people permission and reduce shame, to try to give permission and open up possibilities. That, that's my, that is my job, that's my life. Yeah. Um, reducing fear, shame, emotional pain, and providing possibilities. So thank wow. you. Wow. Well, we're going to take a little we're going to take a little pause again here for a moment on that note and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see you next. By the way, for anyone listening, you can see little clips of Barbara and myself on YouTube. You could Google Barbara Corellis and her last name is spelled C A R R E L L A S and you can Google Barbara Corellis and you'll see her on our traditional sex and sensuality panel at the New Life Expo in New York. And then you can Google me, Laurie Handlers, and you can see me sitting right next to Barbara where we're talking about one of our favorite topics, sex and sensuality, which we're talking about right now. So you can just, you can catch little clips of us and see us in action. We, if you've just tuned in to listen, you're listening to Tantra Cafe a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. My guest today is, of course, Barbara Corellis of urbantantra.org, and we'll be right back. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release and Lati Han, I create a very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I am known for in my Tantra courses. I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing and then give you and guide you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try the CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com that's www. 
butterflyworkshops.com for only $20. Aren't you worth it? Go there to butterflyworkshops.com and get your copy now. Walk free from emotional baggage. Well, we're back for our final segment of Tantra Cafe this evening. My guest is Barbara Corellis. We're talking about how amazing rituals with elements that could be scary, elements like water and fire and piercing that for some people mean only waking them up out of numbness. But in some cases, and in the cases that Barbara's describing so clearly, have to do with really waking up, transforming your life, letting go of ancestral baggage, letting go of violation and trespass that have happened earlier in the life. The very same things I do with emotional release, Barbara's taking them some steps further. And that's what we're talking about. Barbara, wow. So if I were to ask you what, you know, where somebody, aside from, okay, they should read your book, Urban Tantra. And get your CD immediately. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah, David Wood, I don't know if you know him, David Wood, was just promoting my CD on his blog and my CD. I'm getting these orders from all around the world over the Fabulous. last day since, Great. since January. The world 1st. needs it. Good. <laughs> yeah, the world does. The listen. This not, I've been doing emotional release every day for the past week or two because I now live with my father, my aging <sighs> father, and it's like, hey, he doesn't mean it, but you know, he's kind of rough to live with. He's kind of challenging and I'm probably pretty rough too. So I've been hitting the floor, pounding the floor every day as, and it becomes a ritual. Yeah. And even if I hurt my wrists or my forearms, it doesn't matter because the benefit that I'm getting, the transcendence of the craziness is so needed and necessary. And exactly. Love- and that's really what we've been talking about this whole hour. Yeah. I love the stuff you're talking about. Love it. I hope millions and millions of people will listen. Me too. We're talking about how to create how to create and open to more feeling, be that emotionally or physically. And you don't have to start at the extremes that we've been talking about today. We're just we're at the you know one at, at sort of the further edges of the totality of possibilities here. You right. can start by just learning how to allow more feeling. And how do we do that? We do that with breath. The more you breathe, the more you feel. So we, 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 we practice conscious breathing. We, we make sure we're comfortable. Uh, when you're uncomfortable, pain is pain. It's stubbing your toe. It's breaking your leg. When you be, begin by being comfortable and build up sensation slowly, it's, it's ecstatic, not painful. So that's another trick. You start very slow. Often people will say like about bondage. At first, when people um, are, get tied up for fun, they want to be, uh, it, the bondage seems very tight, but by the end of the evening, the bondage seems so loose and it ha- the bondage hasn't changed. It's because... Um, we have changed. We have changed. that way with sensation. Yeah. And we've also, you know, I had uh, a few weeks ago, I had Om Rapani as my guest. 
and lovely. Holmes been uh, experimenting with bondage and different kinds of bondage and domination. And Holmes said that the first time he got tied up, he felt safe for one of the first times in his life. Like an inner peace came over him. And I feel you're right in what you say. There is a, a feeling of, oh, I'm safe. I just expanded and grew from this experience. It's Look, it could be the same reason somebody goes on a Ferris wheel or somebody goes on That's a right. Honda. In the, in the Ohm's case, the case that you're talking about, yeah. I would call that the container. Often um, the scene, the ritual becomes the container. It goes beyond comfort into the container in which we can feel safe. In the case you're talking about, Ohm's rope, the rope he was encased in became the safe container, the cocoon. So you combine comfort, container, breath, plus a little turn on, and you're in a, it's the recipe for ecstasy. So I just suggest people experiment with just a wee bit more intensity of sensation than they're used to. If it, they're usually into sensual massage, Take it up just a notch. Try a, a, a little harder touch, a little spank um, on the ass, on the butt, right where the thigh meets the butt cheek. That's a We call it a sweet spot. It sends vibrations into the genitals. It's yummy. You don't have to think of it as spanking. Just think of it as intense sensation. <laughs> just, just try something that... Actually, what intense sensation like that spank does is it moves energy. It moves energy from the root chakra up your body, and all of you goes, woo, and there's and like this lovely jolt of life force energy. Yummy. Who wouldn't want that? And that's exactly that's a, what we're talking about. That's a good way about. to start, and it's not that's, threatening, and it's not scary. That's exactly what we're talking about. It isn't even kinky. It's nothing. It's, it's, it's what we're talking about, what we're always talking about in Tantra, besides the breath, is moving energy. Yes. I mean, Tantra is really basically breathing, sound, and movement. So, right. There it is. So you're saying, okay, have a spank at where the thigh meets the butt and move your energy, either by going, woo, or ouch, or... Exactly. Move it with a breath and a sound. Exactly. Right, right. right. One of the reasons bondage is hot and one of the reasons it builds energy is because it actually makes you move more because you think you can't move. You fight against the bondage, which is actually creating more movement, which builds energy. There's also that Taoist thing about um, sensory deprivation in one area creates more sensation in another. So more more movement of chi in another. Sure, sure. Well, I think that's why people close their eyes when they're making love. Exactly. They exactly. close their they eyes so more. they can really get, drop in and feel their bodies. And Exactly. And then, then we re-educate them to open their eyes sometimes. <laughs> right after they've learned to drop in and feel their bodies, then you know, then we can open our eyes and 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 still without having lost that sense, that ability. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. So breathing. So it all comes down to this. Every guest that I ever have on my show, every time I bring out from them, like, okay, where do people start? It always comes down to take a breath, That's take right. a breath, take another breath. What, um, where can, I don't even know, I, I want to ask you, you know, where else people should start in their own. So I love this, you know, get a deep massage and then get more intense. 
What other suggestions do you have besides uh, take a spank or you? I, I mean, I, for example, what about ice? Earlier. What about uh, what about candle wax? Uh, what about you know these things? You know anything um, to say? You can, can. Some people really enjoy candle wax. Here's just a candle wax 101, real fast. You got to be real careful about what you use. You want a really, really, really low temperature candle wax. So what I would suggest is. Don't just pick up a taper or some colored candle or some scented candle. You'll burn the heck out of your partner. The, what you can do is go to a, a reputable uh, pleasure shop like uh, Babeland, The Pleasure Chest, Good Vibrations, and order a soy candle. They burn at a very low temperature, and you get all the pleasure of having something hot and delicious dropped on you without the extreme heat. If you decide you want to move into candle Wax, it, to wax play, great. We can find experienced people who can tell you how to do that. But start with a nice, safe soy, soy candle. It can. There are like candles that turn into massage oil. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And then, of course, people in their own home, they have ice. Ice is a great one. Alternate ice and, and, and hot wax. But, again, ice watch the wax. wax. Beeswax is deadly. It will cause a very nasty burn. Really, start with something like a soy candle, a candle sold at a sex toy shop, something made for the purpose. And if what, you're else, new to what else do people have around their houses that they can start to? I love the idea of ha- of of speaking to a partner or a good play friend, somebody who one mm-hmm. trusts, saying, right. "Okay, I want to try more sensation. I want to try more sensation." So, what else do people have around their houses? Go into your kitchen. <laughs> Half the things in your kitchen are great, intense sensation sex toys. Just I, if I don't want to hear any. Thing for the Cuisinart, that's just don't go there. Uh, but you know, there are paddles, half really half of the kitchen tools, wooden spoons, um, uh, all sorts of pickle pickle picker uppers are great little pinchy things. Just go into your kitchen and 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 turn your you know your kinky side on, and you will come up with a delicious evening for you and your partner. Excellent, excellent. I remember seeing. Uh, Nine and a Half Weeks, that movie with Mickey Rourke and... Oh, right. What's her name? Uh, oh, anyway, we know who she is, that beautiful blonde bombshell. And I remember there was a scene where he ties her up and he makes her eat all these things. And, but she, and she's blindfolded and, she, and her wrists are tied up. And that has to be one of the hottest scenes that was ever in a movie. And all he did was give her, you know, strawberries and... Whatever. Exactly. A little, you know, a blindfold and a a wrist restraint. Again, um, just be careful that what you're using is not cutting off circulation. Don't tie anybody up too tight. Keep checking that they have sensation in their hands. (laughs) I feel like a a crew safety director. but um, And then that whole tantric food feast the, you know, you can you can feed them. You can whisper things in their ears, or play little bells around their head, or you can stroke them. You can activate all their senses while they're tied up with their hands tied behind their back. It's yummy. It's yummy. Yeah. And yeah. technically, we're getting kinky, but who cares? And what is the line between kink and BDSM anyway? And that's our point, really, this this evening. That is the point. The point is. What is conscious pain or restraint, whatever we want to call it? What is, what are people doing these days and how can it lead to the same path as somebody like the Dalai Lama is walking? How can it lead to 
the consciousness, the conscious choice, the conscious, the conscious experience of meditation and self-love. And I think that's, I just think that's exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. And I, and I love the whole notion. It is the same tantric path that we uh, have been teaching. It, it's, it's a variation on the same tantric path that we have both been teaching for God knows how long. It's just yeah. a variation. A long time, a long time. And it's really that people go in, find out who they are, find out that what's not to love, that they're, right. they're totally lovable, they're their own divine being, and then how the, they become the beloved. When there's no shame and guilt and blame, all the stuff you were talking about earlier, you, exactly. you're your own beloved and everyone else is the beloved, the earth and everything, everyone and everything that you encounter. It's really, really exactly. true. So, Barbara, I want to thank you so much for being my guest today. I, you are the most fun person. <laughs> You are. You're so fun. We uh, well, we knew this from the minute we met. That that's well. I would say the same thing back to you. So uh, it's just a joy to have this hour to play with you. Thank you. <laughs> Albeit long distance, you know. Yeah. We'll work on something else at another time. Yeah. Oh well, now I'm going to plan when I can be set on fire. <laughs> exactly. You have a standing invitation. <laughs> I can't wait to come back and do my show. Well, listen to this show, and then here's what happened. <laughs> I do want to tell people, tell people really quickly that if you're interested in exploring this and everything we've been talking about today in a really, really safe environment with a lot of classes, a lot of instruction, please sign up for Dark Odyssey. It's in Washington, D.C., the 26th through the 28th of February, next month. Just go to darkodyssey.com and join me. I'm teaching there. Join me. Love to. Love to. I'll make it known to people. Absolutely. I met Tristan. She's going to be on my show. Soon too, for the Dark Odyssey create creator, creatrix, creatrix. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm gonna we're gonna sign off now. Thank you so much, Barbara Corellis, for being my guest. If you want to get in touch with Barbara, you should write to info at urbantantra.org. You can find her book there, Urban Tantra: Sacred Sex for the 21st Century. I'm sure you can get it on Amazon.com as well. This is Laurie Handlers saying namaste from Tantra Cafe. You can reach me at info at butterflyworkshops.com. Please tune in next week when my guest expert will shed even more light and consciousness on loving sex and relationship. Thank you so much. Namaste.